when you talk about change in this industry, you actually meet so many people and, and it allows you to get the resources that you need. If I started today, I couldn't. Ima- I mean, if I started, if I had these resources in 2004, I probably have 60 stores. Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. In this edition of the podcast, we chat with Joe Dan Reed, the owner of the Splash Em Out Laundromat Chain, a nine-store operation based in Lexington, Kentucky. Reed shares his thoughts on the importance of branding, what he looks for in a winning laundromat location, how pickup and delivery is changing the game, the keys to success in today's laundry business, and much more. The Planet Laundry Podcast is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. This is the Planet Laundry Podcast. I'm your host and the editor of Planet Laundry Magazine, Bob Neiman. Today, I'm with Joe Dan Reed, the owner of Splash Em Out Laundry in Lexington, Kentucky. Splash Em Out is a nine-store chain uh, serving the greater Lexington area, uh, which also features a strong wash, dry, fold, and pickup and delivery business. Hey, Joe, thanks for being here today. Great. Great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for Absolutely. having me. Listen, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today because you're the type of person I, I kind of envision when I think of a laundromat entrepreneur. I know you've been involved in a lot of different ventures through the years, and it's certainly been probably a long and winding road to get to where you are now, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that you've had the the entrepreneurial mindset since the beginning. In fact, I know that there's a story from back when you were in, I, I think, uh, middle school, your, your capitalistic spirit kind of earned you a three-day suspension. It did. It did. I was, uh, Can you share that I, if, you, if you don't mind? Absolutely. Well, I, I would take my paper out money, and I, and I always said, well, I'm not making enough money. I wanted to parlay that into something a little bit more. We, there was no candy or anything at the school, so I, I would go buy candy in bulk at the uh, local uh, convenience store. I, I hooked up a friendship with the, the owner there. He said, well, I can give it to you at a cut price, so I buy Charlie Chan's, Blow Pops, whatever. And so I'd buy them for 10 cents, for example, and I'd sell them for a quarter at school. So I, so the markup was tremendous. So I would sell and sell and sell. It caught when <laughs> they, uh, the, the principal came to me one day and said, you can't do that anymore. I said, well, okay. And I did it anyway. Next thing you know, I got suspended. They gave me three days. <laughs> it was back then. You it was usually three days with three licks. I took the three days. They didn't give me the option of three licks. I was like, well, I'll just take the three days. So I went home. And then I came back on, uh, on that Monday and they had their own candy store set up. So that's, pretty much that's the business. best part of that story. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> and what's they, funny is Mr. Maris, who my math teacher was back in the day, he, he, he came to uh, my laundromat on Pimlico Parkway and, and he reminded me, he said, I remember that what happened to you. And I always took up for you. I want you to know that. I said, Oh, that's great. You see here where I am today. It's all good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it got you a trip to the principal's office. Just being uh, an exactly. entrepreneur. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep plugging away. Don't quit. Yes, yes. Now, fast forwarding a bit. After college, uh, you actually got involved in uh, sports broadcasting, I believe. I did. And you you actually considered making that a career. Can you can you share that a little bit? Yeah, actually. So I worked for Channel Thirty Six WTVQ, which is a um, ABC affiliate. And I worked for my sports director was uh, Kenny Rice. You may know who he is. He works for uh, we won the uh, Eclipse Award four days in July on horse racing. So he's big in horse racing. And and right. he uh, you'll see uh, every derby, you'll see Kenny Rice. I was working for him 
And then, um, and then we covered uh, Kentucky basketball, the Kentucky sports. And uh, matter of fact, I got kicked out of, of uh, UK football because they said I was spying, which I wasn't because I just asked a question. Why don't you put Tim Couch in, in, in uh, shotgun? And Bill Curry called the, called the station and said he's not allowed to come back here again. He's spying. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny loved it and wanted to give me a promotion, of course. Uh, but, you know, the, Working in broadcasting journalism, of course, I got to cover the 96 UK basketball championship Wildcats. That was remarkable. Oh, yeah. Sit on the floor every every week. It was was nice. It was fun. But, you know, being in broadcasting, you learn deadlines um, and there's no excuse. The story's going to come. It's going to go. And goodbye. They're not going to wait on you. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's really helped me in this business is because when I say I'm going to do something, if I'm uh, 10 minutes early, I'm late. That's how I feel. You know, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late basically, you know, work on a deadline and get things done. But I had a good time in broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like a fun time. And again, certainly some of those lessons have, have carried over to uh, to today for you and have, uh, have helped has. you out. Absolutely. It has. Well, yeah. well, how did I, had, I have a hair for radio now. I have a hair for radio now. Uh, but okay. I, had, you know, I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to ask, you know, how did the laundry business then finally make its way into your life? And I know there were some, you know, turns and twists here and there, but uh, eventually yes. I think I want to say 2004. 2004. It's, it's funny because uh, when I got married in 2001 and my wife was like, these hospitals are dirty. She's a registered nurse. And I was like, yeah, well, let's start a cleaning service. So we started a janitorial company. We were cleaning like 500 houses a month. And, and it's funny how we don't clean one house now, but that's what led us to the laundry business because we went and bought washers and dryers and put them in the basement. And we were doing pickup and delivery for our customers because we, we wouldn't leave maids behind. So they would bring it back and then we would okay. send the clothes back the next time we came to clean the house. Mm-hmm. So that started that. So that was like a, a pickup delivery basically before we had any good software or anything like that. I didn't know anything about distributors. I didn't know anything about uh, good because I bought the washers and dryers at H.H. Gregg. Uh, so, right. Right. Had, but then fast forward, uh, me, me and Kelly were talking, well, we really need to get a laundromat. And we found this building um, and it was empty and it, it was already equipped. It had all the infrastructure. And so we called a, uh, a Maytag deal, uh, somebody, we found somebody and, and, and they came and put a, a laundry in for us. And, uh, but we had partnered with people cause I didn't know anything about the business. They didn't know anything about the business, but it was rocking. It did really well, you know, and when we did a wash and fold, we didn't know anything about, you know, the, that, you know, cleaner supply, I didn't know anything about cleaner supply, any of the, you know, what we know now, you know, right. uh, how you could get materials, you could get product, didn't know anything about mm-hmm. it, just kind of plugged away. And then we sold out to them. But we took that money immediately, opened up the Brown, Brown Station location. We found that. And then that started our chain of stores. Right. For, and splash them out. Right. Right. Well, it's interesting. You kind of did it a little bit, a little bit the cart before the horse where you had the pickup yeah. delivery business before yes. you owned the laundromat. And you were, you're kind of, again, as you said, just plugging away and learning as you do it. And when did you realize that it was, hey, it's time to buy a laundromat? What, what sparked that decision, maybe other than finding the location or stumbling upon the location, but how did you know that it was time to become a store owner? When it, it was time because, uh, because we, we were just getting so busy in our, in our cleaning business, and I knew that we wanted to be an entrepreneur. We, we wanted a brick-and-mortar store for ourselves. We wanted a place for people to come in and, and do, their, do their laundry, and, and we just knew. And I think it's, it's, it's in you. I, I believe, personally, some people – 
just have the entrepreneur mindset. And, and I do. And, and so I do put the cart ahead of the horse. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, sometimes I'll do something and go, Oh, well, maybe I should have done this before, but, but <laughs> if I see something, I, I, I feel like most people won't go into it. You know, it's, you right. go into a nasty dump and you're like, golly, could you make this nice again? And I start envisioning the floors. I start envisioning the walls. I start envisioning the nice big washers that we could have up front and, and start envisioning uh, customers coming in and, and having it really nice and, 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 and set up for the, uh, for, for the uh, neighborhood and, and really do something nice. And that's, that's just knowing when we, we want to do something like that. I think it's just always been there. I always right. want to do something. Um, right. So it's kind right. of a trick question. Right, right, right. Well, I have from that from that first store, you've you've grown now to nine stores and and growing. I know, and these stores, I guess, they range from I, I want to say fifteen hundred square feet to about six thousand square feet. So Correct. you've got some large stores and you've got a smaller one. What what factors to you make a winning laundromat? What do you look for? Well, I look for infrastructure first. If it was a laundromat before, and then I also look for neighborhood. I look for now. 1,500 square feet, I would normally run from that. The reason why I didn't run from the 1,500 square feet is I, I noticed that there's a store next door, and, and I think they've recently been evicted, and, I'm, and I have already contacted the landlord, and they're going to allow us to purchase that property, so it's going to turn into about a 3,500-square-foot $3, store. But what I look for is location. I look for opportunity, and I look for I look for um, – Word of mouth, seeing what people want out there. And, and you get a lot of that when when people come to your store, they'll go, I wish y'all had one over here at, uh, at on Versailles Road. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm looking for opportunities on Versailles Road. I've, especially when I see a lot of people come in and say, I wish you had one on this side of town. They'll tell you what they want. Customers do. If you pay attention, you listen, if you if you if you engage in your store like like I do, I'm, I'm always engaging with the customers and I go in and every time I go in, I'm hey, what can we do better? How are things? And then they'll, and their first thing is, well, you need you need a laundromat in Berea. You need a laundromat. And, you know, and, and then I start mm -hmm. thinking it starts mm -hmm. making my mind turn. OK, that's not the first time I've heard this. What do I need to do? You know, right, right, right. So the customers will tell you what they want if they you do. listen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they leave Absolutely. Clues, Absolutely. For sure. Well, now you're a strong proponent of of branding your stores. They've all got the, the you know the flash them out name, yes. the same look, mm -hmm. the same equipment, the same colors, all of that. Why is that so important to you? Well, it's kind of like if you drive by a Texas Roadhouse, mm -hmm. you're looking for another Texas Roadhouse. If you drive by a Walmart, you know Walmart. You you you, you know you go by. I mean, just anybody uh, like say, for example, so if, if it's branded, it's very important to me because when they are in our laundromat, for example, they want to find another splash them out. Now, if I if I had if I had a laundromat and it was called a uh, wash place and then we have splash them out over here, then Commonwealth laundromat over here. Right. So they don't know we own those. So when they're going to do their clothes, they're going to just drive by a Commonwealth laundromat. They're going to drive by the other one. And they're going to look for the splash amount. So I believe if you're branded and you're doing a good job, then they're going to look for your store because all of our stores look identical inside. Color scheme, floors, washers, dryers, ease of use, attendant, clean, safe environment. So they, so when they find a splash amount, and that's why I think branding is very important. Sure. 
It's key that you do a good job, though, because if you if you have one that isn't, then uh, it, it it certainly carries over to the whole brand, doesn't it? If I had a lo- zombie, Matt, I, I think I would name them all different different names. <laughs> right. Right, right. Well, given given the uh, the branding and the importance of that, what what would you consider to be the essence of the Splash Amount brand? Yeah, what what are the key elements that make your brand your brand? Brand image, brand personality, brand culture, the associations with your brand, mainly uh, that that be basically it. Because um, I, I believe it becomes a culture within 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 the uh, community. When they hear your name, they they associate it with who you are and what you're doing. It, not to get too specific, but like, well, so if if you're out and someone says, yeah, I'm going to splash them out. Oh, yeah, that's the cleanest laundries in town. And they don't use just one, but but several. So it's funny because I, I've seen some customers at the other stores because they couldn't make it. I've seen customers go to the Nicholasville store because they're in Nicholasville. They just brought their clothes because they knew we had to splash them out in Nicholasville. And since they were going to to do something with their kids in Nicholasville, they just dropped their clothes off over there and did some wash and, and then came back through and picked up, picked it up. And so it, it works out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Branding. Mm-hmm. I just think branding is very important. Yes. I, I've read you say that you like your laundromats to be a home away from home for your customers. Yes. How do you achieve that? What What do you do to try to achieve that type of environment and that type of setting for your customers? Okay. Well, we have a kids play area, mm-hmm. and you know, if, if you know, it's, so it's it's children friendly. So there's something always always to do for the kids. We have games. We have. We also have giveaways. Now, that, now it's not home away from home, but we also have. It's it's safe. You know, your home's safe. So we have TVs. There's always programming throughout. So you, you could have ch- children's programming. You could have uh, something on the other end of the store, uh, soap opera, whatever they want to watch, um, it, it music. But when you come in our store, it's a safe environment. It's, it's clean and, and it's attended. We have, uh, we have laundry attendants and they're always there to help. And, and, and it's comfortable. Our, we, have seat, we have plenty of seating. That's that's very important to me is to have plenty of seating and plenty of folding tables. So there's there's room for the customer to come in and and be able to fold their clothes and to uh, not knock out in the way of everybody else. That's why we make our aisles. We try to make them very large aisles. I will sacrifice washers for aisles and aisle space. So you have the butt room and and for people to bring their carts in there and get their get their clothes and go into the dryers. But, yeah, it's just a. Home away from home, I guess it's 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 in terms what you might consider home away from home, you know, safe environment. Right, right, right. Now, you've mentioned safe a couple of times. What do you yes. do to ensure that kind of safety and what types of what types of elements do you, you include in stores for for that? Well, we have all we have cameras and, mm-hmm. and all of our cameras. You can listen to they have voice recognition and security. We have a security system. Um, we close at a certain time. So we're not open twenty four seven. So we're so it's easy for us to keep certain bad elements of society away. Not to say that that uh, people need help. We try to, but but it's it's that's that's we run our laundry mats on on being safe and and clean and very clean. And we're always attended. Some some laundry mats aren't attended. Nothing wrong with that. But but we like to be attended, and and we're constantly in there cleaning when we're attended if there's nothing to do. 
Well, speaking of being fully attended and, and, and clean and safe, where do you find great laundry attendants, especially these days? I mean, how, how have you been able to build uh, winning teams, you know, throughout Lex- Lexington as you as you have? Well, well, we pay we pay better than any of the other the other laundromats around here, first and foremost. And plus, uh, our our attendants get commission on every wash dry fold they do, and by word of mouth, we. We get a lot of uh, we we get a lot of uh, employees by word of mouth. So especially by the tenants that are already there, they'll tell their friends, "Hey, come come work over here. They treat you great. It's it's fun, fun atmosphere." And so for the most part, or we'll use Indeed if we really want to hone in on a particular uh, a particular uh, employee that we may need, like a general manager or somewhere in the upper echelon things. Right. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, Joe, what, what's your favorite aspect of the laundromat business? You've been in it now for 20 years. What do you enjoy the most? Uh, the challenges. I, I like mm-hmm. challenges. That's what I enjoy the most. I, I enjoy knowing that when I come in, there's another opportunity to be more successful or to do something better within the business. And, and that's, that's what I enjoy most. And, and I enjoy the customers. I really do. I enjoy the customers. I don't like the complaints because people when people <laughs> complain, it's usually it's usually uh, so minute uh, something just silly like oh this this these suds aren't coming out well you put too much soap in you know trying to train people to understand but you know but that's that's the nature of the business it, but I enjoy the I enjoy the meeting someone new every day I enjoy talking to our staff and seeing what challenges they have and how I could better ourselves and, and what we could do better. I enjoy, I just enjoy just in general, I just enjoy this business and, and where, mm-hmm. it's, where it's going. I just enjoy it all, all, all around. Right, right. I'm not well, well, sir, Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly one of the places that it's going is uh, toward pickup and delivery and full service. Yes. And mm-hmm. you've got a, a separate facility for pickup and delivery. Tell me about this segment of your business. When did you open this facility? How large is it? Is this a bright spot for your business overall? It's a very bright spot, very bright spot. So here's here's the situation. We have been doing pickup delivery for several years, but we can never scale because we don't have the area to, to, uh, to store storage. So when you see people like Mark Vlaskamp or Dom over here, they have their huge facilities that they can store their their customers clothes and and bring the fans right. in and go it, it's it, it so so it makes scaling a little bit more difficult on, on a smaller end when you have even though we have several stores it's kind of difficult to to stay on top of everything even though we have great software now we didn't have great software before you know now you have curbside which we love curbside and there's several other softwares out there but we we have chosen yeah. curbside and it is it okay. has allowed us to scale and so with that being said, we have gone on and purchased a 20,000 square foot warehouse. And I'm, I'm sitting in my office space of it right now. So we've moved every, everything over here. And, okay. and so we bought a big folder, a full text folder. Uh, I went down to visit Randy Roberts and looked at his folder in Columbus. And I said, me and Keller were like, we have to have that now. So we ordered that. And so we just have the plumbing inspector. It's taken a little bit longer than I wanted to get everything up and going. You heard me before the podcast. I, we have the final inspection. So now we're ready to go. And, and all I'm doing is waiting on the Fotex people to uh, hook the machine up to be in full force. But but now we're ready. We're 
we're we're operating we're operating now out of this facility starting today. It's funny, so I'm very excited. We have everything installed, and it's it, it's a bright bright future for for pickup and delivery. Yeah, that no, that is exciting, and congratulations on that uh, that huge achievement. Uh, putting that together was Thank no uh, no small task. What have been some of the challenges in in your pickup and delivery business and and, and that whole uh, segment? The main challenge was finding the right software to to run your pickup and delivery there. And, and I think if if someone goes out here like we we chose to curbside and Matt Simmons, I've struck up a really good friendship with Matt and Aaron Simmons, and they have been very supportive for us. And, and anything that we see that we, we think that needs to grow, that they'll they'll get on it. And, uh, you know, like it just makes you look so much prof- so much more professional back in the day. We were using paper tickets. You couldn't track that stuff. It was terrible. And now with all the tracking softwares out here and being able to to manage to manage the logistic, this is a logistical business. So it's yeah. a much easier to manage when you have the proper software in doing so. So, you know, and, and then, you know, trying to figure out, you know, we charge by the pound. Um, we were thinking about charging by the bag. There's many different right. ways of doing things. Yeah, I would love to get away from hangers altogether. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm thinking about that because, you know, that, that take, takes up a lot of room. That's a lot of, that's an additional step. I'm just yeah. trying to find ways to make things easier and more efficient and, and for our team and for, for everyone involved. But, you know, as far as the, the, the hurdles on pickup and delivery, it's, it's a hurdle when, when you, because you're going into the unknown because you, you started as a laundromat. Now you're, now you're, truly doing a pickup and delivery, that's a completely different business. And you have to look at it that way as well. Right, right. It's a whole different animal. And and any way you can streamline it uh, that you can, that's all just going to be better for you. But uh, you you certainly talked about how uh, you were using paper tickets in the beginning and uh, you've been in this business now since uh, 2004. How has the industry changed since you've been in it? And obviously the technology is a huge one. Technology, big time. Technology has has allowed us to grow. And I'm telling you another thing is social media, YouTube. YouTube has been a game changer changer for me because I just sit here and and I just, if if you need to find something out, you can go on YouTube and find it out. So, I mean, you have Laundromat Resource, you have Dave Menz, you have Jordan Berry over there, and you have Peter Mayberry, you have, uh, you know, Suds Digital, you have all these different people that you can just go to and, and 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 learn we didn't have that i didn't have that i mean you know you have the coin laundry association with this, which is great but you know for the most part you had to go out and now you can meet these people online you know like uh, chock full of quarters tammy and greg i mean i met keenan gutner you know you meet the you meet these people you you put a real name and face and and you meet them and, and it's it's amazing because and you strike up your friendships. Now, all my friends, Paul Pettifer, example, Paul Pettifer came here last week and delivered bulkheads to me. And, and, I, and I like to do business with laundry people. And, mm-hmm. and, and I love it because Paul, he, you know, he carries his passions on his sleeve. And I'm like, right. I'm going to buy bulkheads from you. I haven't seen them, but bring them down. And they're the best daggone bulk, bulkheads I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you right now. I did a video on it on, on, on my YouTube, but it, okay. it was it, it was fantastic because these bulkheads were remarkable, and, and and that's what that's what's changed. When you talk about change in this industry, 
you actually meet so many people and, and it allows you to get the resources that you need. If I started today, I couldn't. I mean, if I started, if I had these resources in 2004, I probably have 60 stores. Yeah. Wow. Easy. Right. Like right. Luke and Lee right. Williford, they have a hundred stores, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, as, as the industry has gotten bigger, it's also kind of gotten smaller through social media. And it's, 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 you, you know, you do strike up these, these relationships and these friendships and uh, you help each other and you, you shorten the learning curve for each other. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I hate leaving people out name wise, like Ross stasi has got his own, he's got his Facebook yeah. thing as well, you know, and, and Wally yeah. Cope. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many people, all these, all these rock stars out here who are willing to help. That's the right. big thing. They're willing to help and, and they're willing to have a conversation and, and, and right. or classes or whatever you want. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. And, and nobody's, there's no hidden, there's no hidden secrets. They want to share. They want to share their experience. They want to share what they have to offer and which is, which is great. And that's why all my friends are in the laundromat industry now. Right. Sharing the knowledge. Absolutely. Yes. What are laundry customers looking for today that maybe they weren't just a few years ago? How have they changed a little bit? I, I, I believe people are time poor now, more, more than any time before. So I think they look for the drop service. I've actually had people who, who were floor customers who are now our wash dry fold customers. I, I think they look for, I think they're going to pass up a zombie mat and go right to a beautiful laundry mat. They look for cleanliness first and foremost. They're not going to bring their kids into a dump. And, and, and I've noticed that because People will come in and go, oh, yeah, we're coming to your place because the one down here was just dirty. See, I have a laundromat directly across the street to my biggest producer, directly across the street, and nobody goes there. And I asked him, I said, well, why don't y'all go over there? He's like, oh, it's dirty. I'm like, well, good, good. I mean, you know, they just, <laughs> right. they could open up and get half my revenue, but they're not, go I mean, I mean, they could clean the place up and get half my res revenue. They're not going to do it. I mean, that's what people are looking for. They want clean, safe environment, in my personal opinion. More so than right. ever before, because right. I, I've noticed a lot of people, Bob, I, I see a lot of people coming. They used to do their laundry at their apartment complex. They don't feel safe in there. So they come to the laundromat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. Joe, what would you have done differently in this business if you could, if you could go back? Oh, gosh, I've done a million things different. Um, <laughs> uh, not go so fast, slow down a little bit. And then again, I wish I wish I, that I had prospected a little bit more and and and, and picked up a, been a little bit more picky on where I got laundromats because I have closed four laundromats along the way that were just not good laundromats. But yeah, I just wish I was a little bit more picky instead of you know instead of just licking my chops going oh I gotta have that now gotta have that now and I think I would have focused more on purchasing property rather than just getting the store even though. In, in our situation, the, there aren't many opportunities on property because the, the stores are all in shopping centers. So I, it's hard to find a freestanding store where I would put one around okay. here. There's a few, there's a few, but but not many opportunities. But I would focus more on property. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Right, right. Well, from your perspective, what do you see as some of the top challenges we're facing as an industry overall going forward? I look at franchises, um, they concern me a little bit, especially when I'm purchasing from from Alliance, but yet they have franchises. That, that does concern me a bit. 
and, and I think the, the I think people being new getting into the business, I think it's becoming a little bit more and more difficult. So it's concerning to me because I'm a multi-store owner. And, and then you see a lot of people out here who, who, who contact me on a day, uh, constantly contacting me, wanting to know how they, they can get in the industry. And I, I tell them just watch the YouTube channels and, and you'll get an idea. And, and they come back with, well, well, they want this and this and this for the store. You see, in 2004, you wouldn't be paying $278,000 for a store. You know, it, I think it's just a lot more, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to get into the business. And I'm not saying you can't get into the business, but you're running into, you're running into people like these big conglomerates who have who are coming out and they're they're backed with a lot of money to build laundromats everywhere across the United States. And that's that that would be the concern, at, at first and foremost, especially for a newbie getting into the business. And okay. a lot of times new people, when they get in the business, you know, they're holding another job. I don't have another job. This is this is my job. So, so, so when you're new getting in the business, you can't stay at the laundromat 24 seven and really find out what's going on. Somebody can creep up around the corner and, and plant one right there. Like they, yeah. they did me, they did me a half mile away from my, mm-hmm. my best, uh, my best producer, but, okay. but they weren't going to, they weren't going to defeat, defeat me because I'm on top of what's going on. But I would think of new, someone new who couldn't market their, their company, the way we can, they might get swallowed up a little bit. And that would right. be the biggest right. concern that I have. Right. 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 Well, along those kind of the, along those same lines, what does it take to be successful in the lawn ramp business in 2023 and, and going forward? To be successful, you have to really, you have to market your company uh, the mm-hmm. right way, you know, mm-hmm. hook up with a company like Suds, Suds Digital or something like that. You have to have a very good website you have to look very professional. I think your laundry attendants need to all be uniformed. Uh, everybody needs to okay. look the same. I believe uh, having a clean, safe environment is first and foremost. You have to have, and I think you have to have a good management team behind you. If you don't have a good management team, I think you could get swallowed up pretty quick, especially going forward. Because if you if you're on any of the forums, people talk about their management teams and and how they're how they're how they're building their management teams, and and you know. You have a tier, you know, if you have a, a just a bunch of attendants and no one can kind of move up the management scale, then, you know, everybody's kind of the same. And, and you just really have to you can't be complacent. You cannot be complacent in this business. I think the future of the laundromat business is is technology, 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 technology. You see what's happening to the to the washing machines now, um, to the washers and the dryers and 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 all card. It's going to be all card. I, I don't think I don't think. I think quarters are a dying thing, dollar coin, whatever. I'm all card now. Um, I'm switching all over to card as we speak. I've got okay. four stores all card, and the last five stores are getting installed as we speak. All card. It costs, but we're, we're, we're using Lauder Works, and, and I love it because I can come right here on the computer and see exactly what washer's turning. I can see exactly how much money is being made on this exact, how many turns this washer's being made, not having to do it the old school way. So mm-hmm. I can kind of put a chart together and say, hey, I want to move this washer against the wall and bring this washer out to the end. You know, mm-hmm. so, so you know, you can kind of keep the life of the washer. So I think technology-wise, it's huge because you're going to, at, at your fingertip, you know exactly what's coming in for your for your laundromats and and especially when you're scaling you have nine it's gonna be difficult to do quarters 
and you know your hands i mean believe me right turning those boxes yeah. can't hire somebody <laughs> to do that you know you'll miss half your quarters <laughs> absolutely yeah no you're right well it's certainly technology you had mentioned management teams and creating yes. a management structure mm-hmm. uh, how did you go about doing yours and what is what does yours look like well, okay. What I look like, okay, it's, it's owners here, Kelly and I, and then we have a general, uh, we have a general manager, and I think I need to add add another one. And then we have, we have about five, ma- we have eight managers, and then we have a lottery attendants, and then we have uh, some maintenance people who run around and fix things. And the the, if I could set my management team up like Peter Mayberry, if you've seen his out there in, in Omaha, wow, he's got he's got something going on there. He, he I don't think the guy works. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> no, but but if you know a management team, I think is important because like Luke and Lee Wilford, they have they have a nice setup as well. But but my management team, uh, I'm I'm constantly working and and trying to trying to engage with other laundromat owners and and how they're running their management team and and do some things there, you know. But you know, like like. Uh, Mark over in St. Louis, Mark Harvey, I can't even say his last name. He's got a good management team, uh, Kent Wells. You know, some of these people, they're just so dynamic that they, if, if I watch what they're doing and I just kind of want to simulate a little bit and, and try to do the same things that because they're successful. And so why not try to uh, design my business a little bit behind that, you know? But but I think I think it's been it's been a, it's been a it's been evolving. My management team, it's just been evolving on how, I, how I'm trying to do things, you know? Right. And as you, as you grow and as you add different services and, and, and things to your, to your business, that makes sense. Because yeah. I have to split things up. You know, you have, you have the laundromat in the things. Now the pickup and delivery, I have, to have, I have to think about a complete different management team on the pickup and delivery. Because, Definitely. I mean, we're, I mean, we're at over 10,000 pounds a week right now. I mean, I can't imagine, mm-hmm. you know... When we start to scale and get 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds, and that's where, you know, I want to be a week, I can't imagine, you know, we're going to have to have a full staff just management-wise over here, you know? Right. It needs to evolve with the, with the business. Correct. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you see the greatest opportunities for laundry owners in the next five years? Well, I think the biggest opportunity is wash, dry, fold, pick up and delivery. I think those are the greatest opportunities because I think laundry, I think the laundromat way of thinking is evolving. We're not your brick and mortar store from the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 2000s. It's completely changed. It's, I have noticed a change in the last five years. You know, it, it's unbelievable. So I, I think there's in this business, there is so much opportunity for a, a, for a single operator that they wouldn't even need to even look to scale to buy more stores, they could scale with their wash dry fold, pick up and delivery. That's where I see it going. I really do. Right, right. Joe, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Last question for you. In three words, what's the future of the laundromat business? Card, management, and modern. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. Do you, is there anything I didn't ask? Is there anything maybe that you'd like to get out there about uh, your whole journey in this industry, about where you see it going, where you see your business going? Anything I didn't ask? Well, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think I, I think we've covered pretty much. I mean, you leave some on the table for another podcast for another day. I look forward to uh, seeing everybody at uh, the Wash Dry Fold Pickup Delivery Conference in uh, October. 
in Nashville. Yeah. So uh, right. I'll the CLA uh, workshop. Yep, the Wash Dry Full workshop in Nashville in early October. Absolutely. I look forward to Are seeing you? you there. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much for the time. I always uh, learn a lot from our interactions and uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on today. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate the time. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at planetlaundry.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube.